Coming up on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, a historic night for the Charlotte Hornets as well as the NBA. We try to dissect it all. Doug, surprisingly, will not give you a mock draft at the end of this. We do recap the Miami Heat and Charlotte Hornets game and this. That was uh, Christopher Walken, by the way, from the movie Joe Dirt starring David Spade. Okay. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Last night was the most overwhelming situation as far as taking in the amount of information that I had to take in, preparing for the wake-up call in the morning, preparing for this podcast. It was extremely overwhelming. I was disoriented trying to watch the North Carolina Tar Heels basketball game in the ACC tournament that was still going on by trying to watch the Charlotte Hornets game last night. Amidst all of this information coming our way regarding the coronavirus, the Hornets were making an incredible comeback against another 40-win team, trying to go back to CNN, hitting the last button in a bunch of different examples, trying to go to all the different channels, scrolling my timeline, uh, scrolling my timeline on Twitter at a rapid rate. Uh, it, the information that comes to us, it's insane, the rate that it is um, being reported. And it, it's, it, it's certainly something, Doug, that I felt was the hardest show this morning that I ever had to do because we know about the Kobe Bryant situation. We know how sad that is, right? Like the, those types of situations would be really tough. Um, and, they, and it was. But this one, I couldn't quite come to grips with the tone in which to speak about this specific incident. And we will talk basketball on the show. That is what's going to happen with the Lockdown Hornets podcast, at least. We are going to continue to talk basketball. The season is suspended until further notice. And that's something that we know right now. Uh, Woj did report that some teams are planning to close facilities today and give players a couple of days away from basketball, right? A couple of days away from the facility, a couple of way, a days um, um, away just from, I guess, everything that is encompassed within the world of basketball. And what we know now is that at least this is a suspension. The NBA season is not going to be canceled. And what we know from Mark Cuban is that he came out and said that he could see games being played maybe all the way up until late August, which would be crazy late um, as far as regular season games go. So uh, there's a lot to digest here, Doug. Um, you know, I, I think it's just important, as you mentioned, as we've talked about at, le- at least before we came on the air, at least before we got on the mic, that it's important for us to talk basketball. I, I, we want to serve as that avenue for you if you want to try to get away from some of this stuff. We can serve as that avenue for you, but we have to talk about the coronavirus and its effect on the NBA. After Rudy Gobert tested positive, Donovan Mitchell has since tested positive, and uh, immediately following the Rudy Gobert positive test, the NBA was suspended. Yeah, I think we're, we are in unprecedented territory in terms of sports with uh, all kinds of sports postponing or canceling altogether events. We are in an unprecedented time in I think our history, a lot of people's history, and the the information is moving so quickly, and it moves so quickly last night. I mean, that's I think what shook everyone um, is how quickly things uh, were decided that the NBA season was suspended. All of it, almost instantly, it felt like after we learned that Rudy Gobert had tested positive for coronavirus. 
And I don't remember things moving that quickly in terms of news since 9-11. And, and that happened when I was a, a freshman in high school. And so I didn't really have the capacity to really process these events and how quickly they were moving. But, but that's the only thing that I have to really attach to to say, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like that. Um, I think the tone of all of this should be serious. It should be concerned. Uh, it should be vigilant. Uh, but at the same time, yes, we will talk about basketball. We will provide a, a resource for you a, a, and a vehicle to kind of get away from that as we move forward. But this is an important historical moment in the history of the Charlotte Hornets franchise. We were watching the Hornets after the NBA decided to suspend the league. The Hornets were playing a game. It didn't seem like Borrego or the rest of the team was really aware of what was going on, unlike Mark Cuban, who found out in the middle of of their game. It didn't seem like they were aware of it as they were in an absolute fight to win that game against Miami. And then then I think everyone uh, learned the news right after that. And we were watching this team uh, like ghosts. I think someone someone put that on Twitter. It was like watching a bunch of ghosts because we knew that as soon as that final horn sounded, that we might not see any basketball for the remainder of the season. Just a lot of unknowns right now. And uh, uh, this podcast, along with Locked On NBA, we'll, we'll do our best to keep you updated on the news as we learn it. Well, and we, we know that game. I believe the OKC Jazz game got straight up canceled. I mean, yes. they're not going to postpone that. So that game got canceled. Pelicans Kings canceled as well. That was the language. It was not postponed. It was canceled. Okay. So, and, and I think that's a piece of information that, of course, whenever trying to take in as much as I possibly could. I did think that got postponed, but that was supposed to be the last game that was played last night. But then Sam Amick comes in with a report at 10:15. quote, the Kings and Pelicans appear to have an issue here at the Golden One Center. Courtney Kirkland, one of the refs on the docket tonight, was part of the crew for Monday night's game between the Jazz and Toronto. And Doug, I don't know if you saw this graphic that was being, um, that was being circulated out there on Twitter, but in the, just the last five days, you can trace the Jazz to really any NBA team right. that you can think of because of the way that the Jazz maybe have played a handful of teams, then they played a handful of teams, and so on and so forth. And whatever degrees of separation you can get to, you can get to every single NBA team just within the last five days, which is more than enough for the coronavirus to be spread in, in, in any kind of capacity, any channel, whatever body it infected. And we should say that the Hornets are not under any kind of quarantine right now. Several other teams, I think, were placed on either self-quarantine or maybe some kind of mandata- mandated quarantine by the NBA. Uh, but we, yeah, we do know that the Hornets are not under that quarantine. Uh, they had not played the Jazz in that period of time. But it's it's all, again, there are all of these questions about how it's going to affect uh, the NBA moving forward. I know we'll dig into that a little later, how it's going to affect the Hornets franchise moving forward. There's just a lot we don't know right now because there's really nothing in the NBA's history that we can look back on and say, well, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like nothing we've experienced before. Yeah, and Rudy Gobert, of course, being an interesting subject because he touched all the microphones of the people. Uh, just a couple of days ago, trying to make a mockery of this. And I don't know how many takes were out there as far as Rudy Gobert goes saying that, hey, that's funny. Hey, that's hilarious that Rudy Gobert decided to do that. I think you did hear some chuckles if you had audio to that video. But that said, I, I didn't like it. I was like, man, you know, this is probably a tone that shouldn't be taken to the way that Rudy Gobert has taken this. And since we've I don't like learned it that Donovan... 
And since we've learned, and since we've learned that Donovan Mitchell had been tested positive for the coronavirus, Woj also puts out there that privately, jazz players had been telling people that Rudy Gobert was not taking this seriously, and people were—I I don't think the word was annoyed, but they didn't love the way that Rudy Gobert was handling all of this. And Nada, I think, brings up a good point. Like, yeah, this is kind of interesting in how players might view Rudy Gobert. In, in smaller circles within the association. Look, I, I'm not here to chastise Rudy Gobert for getting the coronavirus. It's not his fault, right? We don't we don't know as of right now how he got it. But man, that that's not the right move even then to try to make a mockery of. That was uh, Christopher Walken, by the way, from the movie Joe Dirt, starring <laughs> oh, that. David Spade. Okay, just want to get no, that out fantastic. of the way. Uh, let me, but let me zoom out of the the Rudy Gobert take. Let me zoom out a little bit and just I think it illustrates how. Uh, not serious people were taking this and how all of a sudden the NBA suspends its season. Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, have coronavirus and there's an Oval Office address at the same time. And all of a sudden it's like, I think most of the nation should be awake by now to how serious this situation is and how it will command our attention and and it will um, ask of us things that maybe we didn't think about even a couple of days ago. And so I think that, yes, now it... it when people say, well, it's just sports, it doesn't matter. It's just the NBA season, who cares? Um, this shook people out of their sense of normalcy. And, and I think that's the important takeaway from everything. And and don't, you know, I think Fred Hoiberg, who coaches Nebraska, was sick on the sidelines. And, and luckily, he only right. had a cold. So it wasn't, I think we've confirmed now that it was not coronavirus. But it's like, don't, if you're sick, don't go to work. If you're sick, don't touch stuff that's not yours. Like this is, this is serious. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, it's like, I think it's fortunate in a way, in a weird way, in a strange way. I know it's very strange to say it's fortunate that we have that video because I think it illustrates a point that people need to understand that this is serious. And it also is an added benefit that I don't have to be in the same room with you anymore, Doug, to do the show. Like, this is one of the greatest things, right? Like, I'm not going to infect you. You're not going to infect me. And it's just one of the added benefits. I'm going to infect you with my takes and my mock drafts. That's what I'm going to infect you with over the next couple of weeks. Because this show continues, baby. The show goes on. You can't keep me off the mic. No, you can't. No matter what we try to do, no matter my best efforts, you can't keep Doug off of the mic. This show will be here for you no matter what happens. We will talk about things appropriately, but also we have no problem continuing on in a way that we talk about basketball and many other things as you've grown to listen to the show over the past couple of years and however long you've been listening to this show. We'll talk about that game between the Hornets and the Heat last night. It was crazy and we have to talk about it. I mentioned too. Second segment coming up next on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, you know, <laughs> I just I spend some time away from the show, and you're still the same old Walker. All right, yeah, <laughs> give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about? Uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the God, noun I was going to get. Plural noun. This isn't hard. <laughs> It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. There was a crazy Hornets game going on last night amidst all the information that was coming in surrounding the NBA. While the NBA said that they were going to suspend the rest of really the 20 games left for a lot of the different franchises, the Hornets were coming back from a 20-point deficit against the Miami Heat. It was insane. They were down 40-22 to heading into the second quarter. And then once the second quarter started, 
the Hornets, they started out on fire, scoring 37 points. Miami only scored 11. And then the Hornets, they don't relinquish the lead from there. They score 28 points to the 25, 26, I should say, against the, in the third quarter. And uh, the 22 points they scored against the 21 against the Miami Heat just completely flipped the script. And you can look at Caleb Martin having another really good offensive performance, at least getting to the free throw line, not the greatest percentage going four of 12, uh, but he does go three of six from distance, does go eight for eight from the free throw line, seven rebounds for Caleb, 19 points for Caleb. His brother gets the start because Terry Rozier did not play in this game. Now, Terry Rozier had an illness. He did not have a fever reportedly. So that being one of the symptoms of the coronavirus, that's why we make that distinction. But he did. They were calling it the cold, I believe, just the common cold. So Cody Martin did get the start in his place, though, and went three of five, had a couple of assists, eight rebounds himself. Devontae Graham went scoreless in the first quarter. Then he added eight three-pointers once the second quarter started um, and to end the game had 30 points. I Just a, a nuts game, Doug. Overall nuts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this looked all but over. I talked about yesterday, I was wondering how the Hornets were going to scheme against Bam Adebayo because he had just come off an excellent game. He's been playing at an all-star level all season. There was no Jimmy Butler to deal with in this game. So you felt like that they were in a better position to at least compete in this game than they would have otherwise been in. And then they just came out just completely lackadaisical. They were not physical with Bam Adebayo at all. He was getting lob attempt after lob attempt. He was taking Miles Bridges off the dribble. There was no help side defense. It wasn't coming fast enough. And there was a pivotal moment in this game when James Borrego called a timeout and met his team at half court. There was, you know, normally when when head coaches call a timeout, they he won't even talk to the team at first. The team will go to the bench. They'll talk to each other. The coaches will confer with one another and come up with a plan and then go to the team and say, all right, here's the plan. But that is not how this timeout went. He went and met them at half court and basically gave them a what for and get, you know, get it in gear because we are getting blown out right now. You're right. 40 to 22 after the first quarter, second quarter. The Hornets outscored Miami 37 to 11, and a lot of it had to do with Cody Martin's defense and P.J. Washington, uh, Cody Martin's offense too, and P.J. Washington hitting a few key buckets in that period. And then Devontae Graham absolutely took over in the second half and kept the Hornets alive offensively enough to come away with a victory. Eight of 11 from three, extremely efficient. Five turnovers, yes, but six assists. And uh, I mean, can't say enough about Devontae Graham and how he picked up the slack on a night where they didn't have Rozier. They were able to turn over Miami enough, 14 turnovers for Miami. Here's the cool thing. Like both Charlotte and Miami had 14 turnovers, but Miami gave up 24 points on those turnovers, whereas Charlotte only gave up 13. So the Hornets were taking advantage of those opportunities. And I think it's part of why they won the game. Miami came out and made its 15, uh, uh, 15 of its first 16 shots. And they looked like it was going to be a blowout. Miami was going to destroy all the good feelings that we had about the Hornets competing with 40 win teams. And then after they shot their first 16 shots and made 15 of them, they would continue to miss 17 of their next 22 shots. And that's how they would score 11 points in the second quarter. And the Hornets would come back in this ball game. It was good to see Devontae Graham have a wow game again. We had seen some nice performances. We were just hoping that Devontae just don't completely bleep up after what you had done really through two months, struggling so badly. Just hit a couple shots. Don't have the percentage be so awful. Uh, facilitate an offense. We were just hoping for decent performances after a large portion of the schedule that he struggled. 
it was good to see him have a wow game. And that's exactly what took place last night from the second quarter on. Yeah, and you have to give it up to Cody Zeller as well. As well. 14 points, 11 rebounds. He gets the double-double in only 22 minutes. So he made the most of the time uh, that he had here. The key stat for Cody Zeller, though, Walker, six offensive rebounds. The Hornets outscored the Heat 16 to 8 on those second chance points. And I think it was a big decider in this game, especially at a critical moment when they were trying to come back at the end of that first half. I thought they were doing a great job of crashing the glass, but also keeping Bam Adebayo off of the offensive glass and and giving Miami those easy points. I think it's part of what allowed them to get back in this game. And that just goes to the effort, the resiliency that this team has shown all season. And part of why I was complimenting Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo because they have just been giving maximum effort in a season where they have been deprioritized. And that is just impressive to me. Yeah, I absolutely think that this is a team that deserves quite a bit of credit right now for competing and beating some of these teams. It's, it's good to see them get wins because the competing word gets old. At some point, a lot of people will just brush it off their shoulder and think this isn't a big deal. This is a young team. They may, they might compete, uh, whatever, give me wins, but this even satisfies the rings culture people. This satisfies people that care about only the result rather than the process. And what they've done now is they've beaten again, a 40 win Miami heat team, a 40 win Houston Rockets team and a 40 win Raptors team. Two of which, by the way, were on the road. One was against Toronto on the road and one, like you just saw last night, was on the road against Miami. I talked with Dan Feldman today of NBC Sports and I've talked with Tom Haberstrow again of NBC Sports. There are Name dropping! Josh Sims, <laughs> wake, wake up call, or not wake, on the wake up call. Of course, he's a Fox 46. And to ESPN talk with all of these guys, they don't care like they i ask them hey you know what's the feeling around the charlotte hornets right now you know how should we feel and they're like okay you know they they competed against the milwaukee bucks when chris middleton didn't play it's you know dan fedelman says today yeah i mean you know they they play really hard and when these teams come into town or you go on their home court you know this is I don't know if they're going to take them all that serious and they, they play hard and that's good i don't know if that means anything going forward as far as them winning a postseason series. And that's not what I want, Doug. I don't think that's happening either. I don't think that it means that if you put them in a seven-game series against a 40-win team, that they would win three of them, that they would even win the series. Maybe not. They wouldn't even win two, maybe not even one. I fully acknowledge that given the players that are on the roster. What I am telling you is that as far as the beginning stages of a process goes, the Hornets are heading in the right direction. They are void of a star. There is no doubt about that. But as far as the second round picks hitting, as far as G League players hitting right now, playing well right now, they are hitting on the beginning stages of a process. And that's okay to put some stock in and feel good about. Yeah, I mean, they have avoided becoming a national joke because they have uh, talented players on this team, not like you know elite talented players. That's what they'll have to acquire in the future but they have potentially elite, talented players on this team, and they're all playing hard, and they're all playing for each other. And I would take that win over Miami uh, to the alternative, which is losing to all of these good teams and getting blown out, and then maybe getting a win over Atlanta instead of losing to Atlanta. And then at the end of the season, whenever that end of the season comes, you go, well, yeah, I mean, you know, they beat the bad teams, but they couldn't even they couldn't even hold the court with some of these good teams. I don't I don't want to say that about the Charlotte Hornets at the end of the year because that would mean that the Charlotte Hornets as a franchise would be a complete national joke and I don't want that. I would rather the national media not talk about the Hornets 
than talk about them the way they talk about the New York Knicks. I'm sorry, I would rather them not be on ESPN than than the joke that uh, the New York Knicks have become. And speaking of jokes, acne, that's no joke, folks. Did you know that Queen City Beauty Group, a boutique spa in Charlotte, has an acne clinic? If you or someone you love is struggling with their skin right now, don't visit the drugstore shelves. Queen City Beauty Group can help you. Many acne medications on store shelves are one-size-fits-all solutions. These products can actually worsen acne because one-size-fits-all skincare doesn't actually make sense when you think about it. Have you ever had a new breakout the day after you run out of an acne product? If so, that's because it's the wrong product for your skin. It's not normal. It's called rebound acne. Nichelle at Queen City Beauty Group, they support this show, and she has years of experience handling all types of acne and restoring healthy skin function. Queen City Beauty Group will help you to clear skin without harsh chemicals, steroids, or nasty ingredients that can cause rebound acne. Proper, customized skincare from someone you trust is crucial. So go to queencitybeautygroup.com today for the March special, which includes a CBD oxygen dome therapy facial, and that comes approved by Walker Mail, because Walker, you had the CBD oxygen dome therapy facial. Approved to the highest degree. Nichelle cares about your skin. She follows up with you. She makes sure that you're extremely comfortable during the entire facial. And I can't thank Nichelle enough for improving my skin so much to the fact that I'm actually going to go back and get a different type of facial to see what kind of benefits that will bring me. Okay, so again, if you go to queencitybeautygroup.com, get the March special, you get that oxygen dome therapy facial, you get a gift certificate for $75 for use on a future visit, or you can re-gift that. You get a special gift from Queen City Beauty Group. It's altogether a $250 value for our listeners. It's $99. Queen City Beauty Group, skin care for all. Cody Zeller continues to be the man. We talk about why next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. But when he showed in Summer League, comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game, end of comma, oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a radar, <laughs> a radar. Me, of all NBA. Yeah, on the radar. On the radar of <laughs> all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer. Yeah, you're Charlotte, you're Charlotte coming out there. Yeah, I'm from I'm from uh, Catawba County. Get so, him on the radar. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We always like different things about Cody Zeller, whether he continues to play hard because he's a veteran that's on a team that's absolutely turning to youth, whether he has an amazing LinkedIn bio. We always love Cody Zeller. And here's just another reason why Cody Zeller is offering to help because the suspension of the rest of the NBA season is absolutely going to impact the lives of the part-time employees. Mark Cuban has done something similar and credit to Mark Cuban who as soon as the season was suspended by the NBA, Mark Cuban, one, we get to see that crazy reaction video. He looks at his phone and Mark Cuban, you can see his reaction. And it's pretty it, it, crazy example of probably how we all were thinking. And then he immediately discusses how he is going to try to put something together to help the part-time employees that make an hourly wage. And Cody Zeller offering something to that degree as well. Cody Zeller putting out there on Twitter along the same lines as far as what Mark Cuban is trying to help with. Cody Zeller says, um, we all have fun playing and watching NBA games, but many of our hardworking hourly employees and support staff depend on wages from our home games. We're going to make sure that they're taken care of, even if I have to pay out of pocket to help out. Cody Zeller, man, uh, once again, kind of showing exactly the kind of dude that he is here, Doug. 
Yeah, and it reflects how this uh, decision by the NBA is going to have ripple effects all over the place. I mean, it's going to affect, obviously, the part-time employees that, that are in the arena uh, on, on nights serving um, everyone that comes to the game to have fun. But it's all—it's also going to affect the players. I mean, they—they they will possibly there are the CBA. The way it's worked uh, is that there's a possibility they could be missing out on on their money, and 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 then there's also this idea that if they miss games, this could impact the salary cap moving forward. As we talk about sort of long-term effects of what this means for the NBA and the Charlotte Hornets, is if they make less money this year because there are no fans in the arena when they pick things back up or they just cancel the games altogether, or if they cancel the playoffs, I mean, that's worst case scenario in terms of money lost and and TV money lost, then you're going to be talking about a very, uh, um, very truncated salary cap next season and it's going to limit what a lot of teams including the Charlotte Hornets are able to do in order to improve their team and then not to mention the fact that everybody everybody's record would be locked in so the Hornets would stand at 23 and 40 10th in the east eighth worst record in the NBA they wouldn't be able to improve that record or not improve that record and that's going to have implications when you talk about how teams are are um are are uh, ranked for the NBA draft 23 and 40, 10th in the East. That would be the eighth worst record in the NBA. This matters because the Hornets, we do want them to get as high of a draft pick as possible, but we also like the fact that they are beating some of these really competitive teams. I've been conflicted all season. I I remain conflicted about what the Charlotte Hornets are doing. I think we all do, but if it's coming from the young guys, it's almost to a point, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast all that much, but it's like, okay, what else do you want Borrego and the Hornets to do? And they're, they're playing Jalen freaking McDaniels. You know, Joe Cheely got run last night. Okay. I mean, what the players are not going to tank. It takes money out of their pocket. It hurts their stats. They're not going to throw a ball out of bounds just to get a turnover to help out the other team. That's not going to happen. James Borrego isn't going to throw games. Tanking comes from the top. We all know this. If you watch the NBA and how they operate, we know that tanking comes from the top. And yet I don't know what you want Borrego to do. I don't want know what you want the Hornets to do. If you want them to lose games wholeheartedly, because they're playing guys that you've never even heard of. Like if you took the national NBA pundit and said, do you know Jalen McDaniels? I would imagine a lot of them would say no. Do you know um, the Martin brothers? Yes, but only because they played for Nevada. And really, both of them play for the Hornets? That's crazy too. That's the reaction you would get from national NBA pundits who know who the Martin brothers are. It's not like they're watching the Hornets, and it's why I think we get some of the opinions when we ask them some of these national NBA analysts about it. But I don't know what else you want them to do, Doug. Like, if you want them to lose games, it certainly benefits them and the odds. But, I mean, hell, who are you going to trot out there? Kobe Simmons and the whole G League squad? Like, you can't do that. Well, and by the way, the G League has suspended their season as well. So if you were looking for an alternative for some of these young players to continue <laughs> playing, that has been suspended as well. And I think that's the big question that I have moving forward uh, for tomorrow and the rest of next week is what the Hornets and the rest of the NBA are going to do in order to keep everyone in shape. Is that the responsibility of the player? Is that the responsibility of the team to organize activities that can can help that happen and then how will that affect everyone when they get back if they do resume activities does it mean is it good for the team to have a little practice time or would it be better for them to get in game action I think it's those are interesting questions that should be asked of the coaching staff and we might not have great answers because everything is so unprecedented at this point but there are some things that that I'm watching for out of this situation Doug I know there were a couple of things that you wanted to note about the coronavirus in general 
Uh, yeah, just, you know, again, pay attention to the experts. Um, don't pay attention to your, your aunt on Facebook or Twitter uh, giving you medical advice. Like, go to the experts and um, be willing and open-minded to change the way that you operate your life if, if that's necessary to curb the threat, uh, to, to curb this threat. Uh, we just got the Twitter notification that the first confirmed cases in Mecklenburg County of coronavirus, uh, those have been confirmed. And so this is serious. And I think uh, Borrego said after the game in Miami, he said, this is real. This is, this is at home now. Like this is, this, it's, it, this whole situation has, I think, awakened a lot of people in, in terms of, wow, this is real. Like Tom Hanks has coronavirus. That's insane. It should shake everyone. It should make everyone aware that um, this, this will resolve itself, but there may, the responsibility is on everyone to do what the experts tell us to do and um, be responsible. While hitting the last button a million times last night, surfing through all of the different channels that I had to watch to try to be informed as much as possible, I thought CNN medical correspondent Sanjay Gupta, which is what I think is the pronunciation of his name. That's correct. He put, that, he put something I thought was um, well said out there. He said, I don't know if we've ever been more dependent on each other for the other people to do the right thing, of course, to be healthy. And even if it's not going to affect some of the people that have not been affected nearly as much by the reports, by the studies about this, considering people like my age, like your age, Doug, younger men, younger people in general, we might not suffer the symptoms as in a severe case as some of the elderly might, but it is extremely important and we need to be freaking responsible about this. You need to take this seriously and be responsible as to not serve as a carrier. And we, this show will serve as a vehicle uh, for basketball news now and in the future. And we're going to be on every day. We're going to be talking about Hornets basketball. Uh, and so join us. You know, if you need something to do, if you need something to take your mind off of everything that's going on, um, this show, I think, I'll speak for this show. I'll say this show is well-equipped to deal with no basketball. You know, I mean, we talk about a lot of crazy stuff on this show. So um, we're, we're going to keep doing our thing and uh, we hope that you enjoy it. You know what they say? Mock drafts is the best medicine. And we certainly have plenty of that <laughs> yes. for you here on the Horn. On the I got some, baby. I got a full supply of mock that drafts ready to go. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Make sure you have a great day. Stay safe. And we'll uh, be there with you tomorrow.